We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. What's going on? Oh, that's a new question. <laughs> I, <was wondering. laughs> I changed it on purpose. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Great Bengals win. I changed it on purpose. If you've been listening um, over the last couple podcasts, I, I kind of asked Mike how he's doing several times during the podcast. So I'm trying to change it up. And I definitely thought on my feet there and um, I butchered it, but I'm glad you're doing great. <laughs> Obviously, it's always a good day after a Bengals win. And the thing about it is you look overall in the first half, not to be negative or anything like that. It was pretty sloppy. Uh, offense, not so much. And I mean, I know Joe had a pick, but mostly the defense and it's never easy in the AFC North settings. This team knows you like the back of their hand. It can be ugly. It's never pretty, but getting a road win in that atmosphere for this team that badly needed a division win to kind of keep up in the AFC North race and just the wild card race overall, because there's a bunch of teams right now fighting for those spots in the second half of the season. Let's start with the offense. Samaje P. Ryan, what a, what a day for him. Yeah, he tied his career total in receiving touchdowns today with three. The, the thing about him is I tell people all the time because I know when you hear Samaje P. Ryan, you think of the Super Bowl because of everything that happened. And I don't even blame him for that last drive and series on offense. But I always think of the Kansas City game. And Zach Taylor said after the game that they ran that same play when he scored one of his touchdowns that they ran in the Kansas City game. And it really paid off for them. So I'm all about this homage P. Ryan touchdown run, just like Kansas City. It looks exactly like it. Nick, our producer, went ahead and put the picture up on video right now. And you can see the blocking. Bolson, little Trent Irwin, I think, is in action. And then Samaje P. Ryan runs it in. If someone would have told me that he was going to have three touchdowns in this game, I don't know how I would have felt. Yeah, uh, that screen is – is the Bengals screen game pretty good now? Because on that play, Ted Karras goes up and he puts Miles Jack on his face or back. I don't remember. Put him in the ground. And then uh, out wide, of course, Stanley Morgan makes a great block. Trent Irwin gets on the convoy, lead the way. And Cordell Volson came out of nowhere to finish off the convoy and get him into the end zone untouched. I mean – that's two games in a row for the Bengals that their screen game has been deadly. And uh, it's surprising when you have followed this team during the entire Zach Taylor era, to be honest, <laughs> that the screen game is working this well. It, they had the one against the Chiefs that you mentioned. That was one where P. Ryan went the wrong way. <laughs> and, and they still scored, they just scored a touchdown because the defense followed the blockers. That was, that was a crazy play to look back on. And I'm going to go to the wide receiver room. Awesome for Trent Irwin to get his first touchdown. I'm fighting for that Stanley Morgan one to come soon. For some reason, I oh, feel like you're going to draw up a play for Stanley there, Morgan. There was a there's a play there under center, and the, they didn't really have the wide receivers on the field. It was Stanley Morgan as the only receiver for like the last six minutes of the game. 
but Burrow looked over at him. He did something with his hand. And I was like, is he about to throw a deep ball to Stanley Morgan? And that was just a handoff. And I was like, I'm kind of upset. <laughs> I looked over and I, I see him do something, look at Stanley with something like, I, I don't know, some type of hand signal. And I was like, oh, here we go. And it wasn't it. And it didn't <laughs> happen. It was probably a good situation. I assume the Steelers are trying to sell out to stop the run. So it's going to be there, but uh, maybe next week. Yeah, I'll move on to another wide receiver, T. Higgins. Uh, and Tyler Boyd had his moments. It felt a little late for the Tyler Boyd involvement, but you can always count on Tyler to make a big catch at a big time. But T. Higgins had himself a day two after the game. I don't know if this was similar to the Mike Tomlin in the Pittsburgh Steelers dance after week one, but he did go live for about 30 seconds. Mike Hilton, T. Higgins, a few of the other playmakers on the field were jumping yeah, j- jumping in the video. I don't know. It felt a little similar to the Mike Tomlin dance from week one. And, and it was very quick. It was in and out. And, um, you know, the guys had a had a really good laugh. But just credit to T. Higgins. I think it's kind of funny because they had the Cowboys in the Vikings game on. And it had the majority of the United States audience. They switched that game because it was a blowout. And it was Pittsburgh in Cincinnati. So some of the national people started to watch that game. And a lot of people started to say, T. Higgins. He's a number one receiver. Give this dude some credit. And it's pretty amazing his involvement, what we're seeing out of T. Higgins with Jamar Chase on the sideline right now. Yeah, T, nine for 148 today. And then when you look at advanced stats, when targeted, he was adding 0.59 EPA per play. So every other play he got targeted, not every other catch, but every other time they targeted him, he added a point <laughs> to the scoreboard, basically. That's insane efficiency. Um, yeah, what a what a game. He had, I think my favorite play was he had an inside release go on the right side. You don't see that a ton. A lot of times you want that to be an outside release go because it's just like run that cornerback out of the way so we can work something underneath. But when you got a guy like T, you're like, hey, win that however you want, and then just get back over the top and I'll throw the ball to you. And that's what happened. Uh, the most famous one I could think of was Sammy Watkins did it to, was it, was it, I don't, was it Jalen Ramsey? Yeah. Jalen Ramsey in the Super Bowl. Sammy Watkins. I, no, Richard Sherman. Sorry. Yeah. 49ers. Um, Chiefs. When Sammy walks with the Chiefs, he did an inside release go to Richard Sherman in the Super Bowl. And that's the most famous one I could think of. It's not a very common play, but the Bengals got to it today with T Higgins and he toasted him almost a touchdown. I really wish he got a touchdown because it almost feels empty to have the nine for 148 and he didn't score. But you know, hey, it's cool Trent Irwin and Samaj P run got theirs. I, I want to bring this up just while we stay with the weapons right now before we get to Jamar Chase. Ian Rappaport, who is very invested, one of the notable national guys did say before the game it felt like there was some optimism that Jamar Chase he's off crutches it seems like everything is going good behind the scenes and he got optimistic news from his doctor where he could hit the practice field this week and the turnaround timeline really feels good for that Titans game because if you go back when they decided not to put him on the short-term IR they were kind of shooting for this end of November game because they were going to have that added week due to the bye when you think of Jamar Chase returning with this offense and I want I can't even count how many and I apologize for not having this stat up but the amount of different playmakers in this game that Joe Burrow threw to for 20 plus yards he was giving everybody uh some shine in this game and I think that shows a lot from your quarterback 
but just really exciting with this offense when it really feels like it's starting to get together. You could go from the Falcons game. I don't count the Browns game at all. I feel like it was a bad mismatch and a bad game plan when you really couldn't get anything going offensively. But then you go to the Carolina game in this game too, that they really feel like this offense is starting to figure out and what a time to do that when you could be getting one of your star receivers back. Yeah, Joe Burrow had uh, probably the best two interception game I've seen from a quarterback. That was uh, both of them being tipped interceptions against Pittsburgh. I don't get it. What is with that city just tipping these balls and catch it? It wasn't one's not a tip, you know, clean catch for TJ Watt to just jump up at the line of scrimmage and come down with it like a Madden glitch that I would get furious about. I don't know what to do in that situation because the, the reason he's not pumped faking and stuff is because it's quick game and that's just one step balls out. And I guess you just don't run that against Pittsburgh. It's like, and they stopped. That's the thing is that after the interception, they just stopped running quick game. Like, okay, if you guys are going to really take away the underneath stuff, let's just go down the field. They started attacking with everybody down the field, Irwin, Boyd, Higgins, all those guys. So it ended up working out, but it's just like, oh my goodness, you just can't run quick game against this team because Collins is punishing the jumper. That's what I keep asking for is for them to just drive that guy into the ground. It's like, Collins was doing that. I don't know what to ask if he's going to catch the ball as he's being tackled to the ground. It's whatever. But, sorry, long rant for that. When I was talking about the offense being great, the offense was great. Two interceptions, and they still put up 37 points. And, like I said, not real interceptions, but turn the ball over still. Um, I thought they'd need to score a lot after the first half defensive performance, but they turned it around. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I was really impressed with the offense because it felt it felt really nice that not only were they good early and then they ran into just a couple problems. Just those interceptions on that quick game tip stuff weren't moving the ball that well. And then they just changed it just enough in the adjustment. It wasn't really a halftime adjustment. It was almost like a third quarter mid-game adjustment. So I thought that was really nice to see because it makes me more confident this team can be more um, – pliable <laughs> in the future they could you know mount they're malleable to get into whatever they need you know they're they can run the ball like they against carolina they can throw the ball short they can throw the ball long they can do whatever and then jamar chase is still coming back they're scoring 37 points this game 30 plus last game and then they don't even have their best receivers so what a great performance from them i hats off and Joe Burrow actually said after the game, one of my favorite wins since I've been in Cincinnati. And you could tell after the game, there's something about Joe Burrow. I'll be completely honest with you. At the home games, I can always see him come off the field. And Joe is really poised. And even the home playoff win, I remember him kind of doing a little fist bump. And then he went in because he you know, had more business to do. Obviously, they celebrated when they won the AFC North last year and most of the home wins, even though they've been by a pretty large margin, he goes right into the locker room. And um, that's all we really see from Joe until he's in his press conference. And Joe, at the end of the game, the Bengals social media, I I highly recommend going and checking it out on their Instagram and their Twitter. And he has um, some choice words of how excited he is. And you can just see it. And and Joe, after the game, like, yeah, we did it. Great win. Great team win. And him to say that it's it's one of his favorites since he's been in Cincinnati really does say something after what happened last year. Yeah, I mean, I think the rivalry there is still alive, even (laughs) though it's thankfully 
as bad as it is, it's still not anywhere near where it was in like 2015. No. So I hope it never gets to that level because that okay. way you're just open. Like, I hope no injuries. It's not like a, just like a turf monster thing. It's like, I hope my team doesn't head, you know, like go head to head against yours and you do, don't do the same to mine. Um, but it's definitely still chippy. You see the George Pickens play at the end of the game where he goes helmet to helmet on Boyd as he's laying on the ground, whatever. Way to get yourself lose some more money. Um, you look at, I feel like Pittsburgh really likes to toe the line a little bit on uh, when they can hit Burrow. And uh, since he was hitting Pickett too a lot. So I don't know about these teams. They, they, like, uh, they like to hit each other and they see each other often. So I can see pretty easily why Joe Burrow might be like, yeah, this is I liked beating that team. Yeah, who knows what's being said out there too? I mean, Joe yeah. hears it and he knows who he's going against. And you know, you it's wild because Joe's picks this season were all against the AFC North. Everybody oh, remembers man. what happened week one. You have the one in Baltimore that's still questionable with right to Pat Patrick Queen. And then you get the one against the Browns, and then it's against the Pittsburgh Steelers. These teams know each other. And I feel like that has a lot to do with it. And then obviously when you have TJ Wilder on the other side, but I want to give Pittsburgh a little credit here because this is a very good defense. You get Minka back who was a full go participant and still insane when he came back. I mean, being able to practice and go full go, you get TJ Watt back. And this is a whole different team with TJ Watt. They don't lose a lot of games with him, even though we saw what happened last year, but this guy has battled injuries too. So this wasn't an easy defense to face for the Cincinnati offense, put 37 up there and still felt like they left points off the board with touchdowns on some of the drives is credit to Zach Taylor. It's credit to Joe Burrow. It's credit to the playmakers who stepped up. And I just feel impressive overall for the offense. Yeah, and early on, I thought this game was going to be kind of boring for them because uh, it was third and long, and they ran the ball to get to a field goal. <laughs> and I was like, oh, one of those game plans. But then the Steelers started scoring, so they were like, ooh, we actually got to put up points on this board. So they started getting a little more aggressive. It all works out because they've got a great quarterback. And uh, it's tough because it is a tough defense to go against. They did a great job stopping the run. I just – they probably didn't give T Higgins enough, uh, enough respect <laughs> and they might next, they might next year. Uh, but this year, don't know if they gave him the respect he deserved. I guess he didn't catch a touchdown, but nine for one forty-eight. He was the engine of the offense at times. Most of the time, I think at least that, once he started getting going, that was it. Other than a couple big P Ryan <laughs> catches, the run game wasn't good. The, the pass game was awesome. So score 37 when your run game is even working is just well, a testament to them. And also just want to add to your all eight of Joe Burrow's interceptions have come against the AFC North. Four of them have been tipped at the line. That's insane. That is so, insane. It's like four of them you don't even get to count. Four? That's what you're hoping for in an entire like two years. Like that's not normal. I, I know there's some of it could be Burrow not seeing or not throwing the ball far enough, or maybe the offense too predictable with the quick game, but it's like four. <laughs> it's too many. Yeah. I'm over that. If that never happens again in the rest of the AFC North games, I am totally fine with that. And I'm sure Joe Burrow is too. But when Joe Burrow talked to the media earlier this week, he said, I'm not going to throw four interceptions again. Who knew he was going to throw four touchdowns instead? Uh, for, for him to be able to do that and just kind of flip from, I mean, it wasn't, we knew Joe was going to, Joe remembers, Joe doesn't forget what happened week one. And he was still not trying to give excuses here, but he was coming off of uh, missing a lot of training camp. And he even said it like physically 
that that took a minute for Joe to get back back physically on offense and just overall with his weight mentally and physically. So um, just credit to Joe Burrow, this offense, Zach Taylor, got to give him some credit on the road because Zach Taylor, since that Monday night football game of the Von Bell hit that I'll never forget. He's four and one against the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. He's a long snapper away from being five and zero since that Monday night football game where it really felt like everything flipped with this rivalry just a little bit. Yeah, and uh, it, it would be even better if uh, the, I know you mentioned the long snappers. Why did I have to do it. that? We're going to, you know what? We are going to talk special teams coming up in our next segment and the defensive side of the ball when we get back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.